everybody. Welcome to Media Review Pod, a variety podcast of discussions, opinions, and interviews focusing on the entertainment side of media. My name is Richard Santiago, and as always, you can tweet us using the Twitter handle at Media Review Pod with the hashtag Media Review Pod. You can also send us an email at MediaReviewPod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. And you can also leave a voicemail by calling 407 603 5847. In the show with me today for this spoilerific Wanda Visiorama is a show veteran, I would say. He's coming back to wrap it all up. This is our comics expert, J.C. Chang. Welcome back to the pod. Thanks, Richard. Oh, my goodness. So much to unpack. I know. Wow. I know. These have been... Very interesting weeks um, just to just to experience this show on a week to week basis and being part of this community, which has been so awesome and so full of <laughs> crazy theories um, that go back to the comics lore um, or whatever little detail they see on the screen. Um but before we get into all of that, because we have a bunch of stuff to talk about, uh, based on the fact that we've only talked about two episodes, right? Uh, we have we have the rest to talk about, and we're, we're going to get to that, and this is going to be a spoiler-filled episode. But before we do that, um, today, a new movie is coming out on Disney+. Plus. It's called Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes. Okay. And I was curious to know, because you are my official Asian uh, guest, uh, I, I I wanted to bring you in to talk about Mulan, but there were issues there, and I completely understand. But this is a totally different movie, uh, a totally different cast, and I just wanted to have some feedback from you uh, as to what do you, what do you think about this movie? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I felt that this is, again, very long overdue to have, you know, one of our stories be told in this animated format to have it be feature length. Um, you know, P- Pixar has done a phenomenal job in, in using Disney Plus uh, as a platform for telling a lot of Asian American Pacific Islander centric uh, stories. Um, I just watched one um yesterday and i cried my eyes out and um it was called wind and uh so that was such a beautiful movie um i don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it but um it is it is a uh, it stars a, a a young young kid a young young boy and his grandmother and uh you know they're trying to um basically build a rocket to to um leave this very space-like environment that kind of you know that that this this most of this movie is set on Mm -hmm. um and and uh it it, it's an allegory uh kind of for immigration um and the immigrant story and that experience that i I, not so much i went through but you know a lot of folks in my parents generation went through Mm -hmm. um in in letting your child go off and establishing 
a new life on a new a new new planet or excuse me new continent sometimes it feels like a new planet absolutely <laughs> um you know but a new environment a new country and, and starting over and um being able to to let them do that and and i can't imagine how hard it was and, and those themes are really explored here and um but that wasn't you know a feature-length film and you know we've we've seen a lot of phenomenal um films centered on different cultures uh, that came you know that pixar came out with coco um you know and then they're going to be coming out with uh with one based in italy the name escapes me for the moment uh but the trailer also came out i, be- I believe this week mm. great great week for films by the way wow so many previews that came out but uh um but yeah uh going back to raya I- i'm just i'm so excited for it um you know kelly marie tran is is a personal favorite uh if, if, even from Last Jedi, I, I loved her. I absolutely loved Rose as a character. I don't think she was treated well at all uh, in the, you know, in the in the unfortunate uh, Rise of Skywalker, which we don't want to talk about again. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. Uh, I know. but you know, she's just so phenomenal, and it's really, really great to kind of see her rebound from a lot of the the terrible fan backlash that she had you know just yeah that's something just that doing I wanna, her job i i know? wanted to uh, talk to you about do, do you even think yeah. it's it's fair to 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 throw so much hate to one single person i mean i well you know i love the last jedi um so i'm on that side of the discussion right so i i don't have any any issues with her i do have issues with her plot line um in in the rise of skywalker but what plot line (laughs) (laughs) but i i i really enjoyed her character and she's a good actress i mean and and it's it's so unfair that um she had to to go through all of that um especially a minority you know it's not just any actress it's it's a high profile asian actor on a Star Wars movie, uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to take your temperature on the movie, and I'm 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 really glad that you're excited. I'm really glad that you're not one of those uh, uh, haters <laughs> for for Rose. No, absolutely not. Look, I'm I am all for more Asian American stories in any medium because you know we're just we're still very much under underrepresented. Yeah. Um, the Golden Globes gave me a, a ton of hope, though, that that is going to be changing, um, especially having Minari, you know, win the best foreign picture, which is complete BS that it was that category. But uh, obviously now we know why, because, you know, the best picture, they wanted to give it to to the Nomad. Um, Nomadland? Nomad? Nomadland. Nomadland. Yeah. And... Um, and obviously directed by by you know a, a Chinese uh, a woman of Chinese descent, which is amazing. It was it was just so heartwarming and so huge for our community to to have that, especially amidst all the terrible things that are going on. Um, you know, with the Asian hate crimes happening in in our communities, I think that was something that kind of gave us a little bit of a a, a breath of relief, something to kind of rally around in celebration of rather than in condemnation and it was really huge for us just curious and and you don't have to answer this if you if you don't want to but have you experienced any of this asian hate that's been going on these past few months 
Yeah, no, it's a really good question. No, uh, I'm very fortunate in that I live in an area um, where it, it hasn't happened to me yet. But I, I will say that there are people that I know who are close to me have experienced it in areas that I never thought would 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 have these kind of incidents pop up. Um, we're talking about like places with huge Asian American populations. Hmm. Um, and, you know, going back to the start of the virus and then and then, you know, with the recent attacks on especially, you know, elderly, um, I think that just brings it to a different level because obviously our culture, you know, there's a big part of um, respecting your elders, right? And and the right. elders and, and just giving them that um, recognition that they have done so much for us um, and, and, to, and to honor, you know, everything that they, they do. And it's just so painful to see, you know, the, uh, I'm just going to say it, it felt like they're attacking my grandpa, my grandma, my uncle, my aunties. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I try to find the silver linings in a lot of these things. And a lot of times it's difficult, but I will say that after the attacks in Oakland, I know there was a big community gathering, uh, condemning this violence. And I did see a lot of African-American community leaders join, you know, in that unified voice to condemn the violence and to condemn racism as a whole. Racism is the virus here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if you are, you're black, you're Asian, you're Latino. Um, as long as you are seen as the other, you're going to be facing acts of racism. Mm. Um, and, and also I, I want to include, you know, Arab Americans and, 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 and brown people to that too. Obviously what happened here in this country after nine 11, I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just what we got to fight and we got to fight together. How, know? how much of this do you think stems from all the rhetoric from the previous government administration? The last guy you mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a hundred percent, man. I mean, you know, it's when you normalize that kind of rhetoric, when you normalize that kind of that kind of sentiment, um, when you have government officials saying things like the China flu, that legitimizes that 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 sentiment of 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 discriminating against Asian Americans for the way they look or for people for the way they look as a whole mm -hmm. is okay. And, um, and, you know, a lot of the, the previous administration's policies and beliefs, um, you know, and, and, and the, the, the people that support them uh, and the, the, the beliefs that they're espouting, you know, that's, that's just, that's, that's legitimizing what is supposed to be a fringe part uh, of the of the other political spectrum of the other side of the political spectrum mm -hmm. and um and yeah i absolutely you know feel that donald trump is absolutely responsible um as well as you know folks who support him despite his rhetoric folks who um support him for his rhetoric they all have a bear a sense of responsibility um but yeah, I mean, like when you're the president of the United States and you're legitimizing this kind of behavior, you're absolutely part of the problem. Right. So you don't buy that uh, excuse that they say that, hey, 
the virus came from China, so it's the China virus. It may have come from China, but that doesn't like how does that affect how shitty you know we have our response has been to this virus or the previous government's response has been to this virus or pretending like it doesn't exist mm-hmm. or um or you know just completely denying the science behind the efforts that you know that the experts and scientists are telling us are going to save lives um for political gain that that doesn't justify what does that have to do with china you know? Yeah, I, 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 I just think it's it's a matter of pointing fingers, just blaming somebody. Yeah, it's it's the easy yeah. way. Um, you have you have a base that's riled up, and just when you point fingers, that's that's the easiest way to get rid of it. Yep, exactly. Well, and also it wins you elections. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. All right, en- enough of our political um, talk here. We're here for WandaVision and just off the bat, again, people out there, I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about spoilers. There's there's no spoiler warning other than this one. We're going to talk about spoilers from the get-go. We're going to be jumping all over the place. We, we don't have a particular structure or anything. So be warned. And here we go. All right, JC. So we left off on episode two, right? These were two episodes based on the 50s and 60s sitcoms. Yeah, by God, how different were those episodes compared to the rest of the show, man? Jeez. <laughs> I know. And, and you know what? I'm glad that they came out with those two together because um, they, they kind of set a tone and it got, I, I don't want to say completely turned around, but every episode felt so different from those two that I think that was a very, very smart move. Yeah, absolutely. I, I It definitely felt like, to me, like the first two episodes were kind of like, you know, if you're watching like episode of The Twilight Show and in the beginning, you kind of, you're they're showing you there's something off about this, this setting that you're seeing or the characters that you're seeing, but you, you just quite can't put your finger on it yet, but you're so intrigued and, enthralled enough that you're going to stick around to the end of the the episode mm. like honestly this entire show felt like a like a like a series um long episode of the twilight show to me you least. mean the, the twilight zone twilight zone excuse me yeah. twilight zone, yeah. <laughs> it's all right it, it was a show so or it is it still is there there's a yeah. new version right um okay so so we we uh we turn to color for the third episode Wanda is pregnant, right? And we see this this character of Agnes, who is the nosy neighbor, right? And she is more present in the show as the episodes move along. She tries to help Wanda with stuff around the house and eventually with the kids. Um, that That third episode was, what, the 70s, right? And we get an entire scene 
with who we are going to call eventually, or we, we're going to know eventually that's going to be called Monica, right? Monica Rambeau. Yep. And she is the daughter of... Maria Rambeau. Maria Rambeau. Yeah. And as we all know, Maria Rambeau was in Captain Marvel. And um, apparently, she was the creator or one of the founders of S.W.O.R.D. So, in this third episode, we see Monica as the character that she plays in that sitcom, right? But there's something weird. There's something that's going on with her. And she kind of, something in her flicks. And she remembers who she's talking with. She remembers about Ultron. She remembers about uh, Wanda's uh, brother. Um, were her powers working then that kind of made that flick? Or was that Agnes who did that flick on purpose? Because we... Ne we never Ooh, that's a good question i've always thought that it might have been her powers coming too but yeah it might have been agnes all along right which was stuck in my head the <laughs> entire three weeks since that episode aired by the, the two weeks two weeks it was oh a good song very, great very song good. yeah great song i'm really looking forward to getting it out of my head <laughs> so yeah so i had that doubt um anyway by the end of the show we see that what we're watching is inside some type of force energy bubble mm -hmm. from where uh, Monica gets spit out, right? Yep, yep. And then we go to the fourth episode. And this is the episode that kind of breaks everything apart where we're back into what we know as the MCU, right? And I can't think of a better way to start that episode than the way it does. Oh my gosh. Seeing the immediate moments of the unsnapping was... I watched that scene like five times. <laughs> I watched it when the episode, you know, through the episode, and I went back and I watched it like four more times because it was just so mind-blowingly good. And, you know, it's, it's something you... It's, it's, I think what's so great about this series like absolutely has been being able to see on screen these moments that you've only heard about in previous movies mm -hmm. and honestly it just makes i think it makes endgame better which you know if, if you think it's possible <laughs> um but it absolutely also makes age of ultron better right mm. um i know we're jumping ahead here a little no, bit but you know that later episode when we're seeing where we're actually seeing that moment that kind of drives what brings Pietro and Wanda to to become these experiments for Hydra and actually like see you know see the moment which gave me a hell of a jump scare <laughs> but you know when the bomb with the name Stark on it hit their apartment I was like oh my goodness we're seeing this this is like this is this was that was a personal like fulfillment for me because I've always felt like Age of Ultron could have done a little bit more show, not tell. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it, it could have used one more flashback scene, and that was the scene that I felt would have made Ultron that much better. Age of Ultron that much better. Right. Now, okay, so let, I I wanted to talk about that because um, it's it's very difficult to tell a story where you already kind of know the lore. Or in this case, 
you know what happened, right? And then, yep. and then they show it. How do you make that interesting and not have the audience go, so what? I already know that this happened. I, 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 I was told about it. You're right. Like that scene could have been very contrived. It's like, oh, we've heard about this and now you're showing it. Okay. But I think what really made it was um, showing the moments with the family yeah. before that happened. Everything that came before and exactly. what happened right after. Right. Oh, and also it explained the entire first few episodes. Like, why are we seeing these sitcoms? And, mm -hmm. you know, why has someone, why has, why has someone gone and made a, a sitcom about, uh, you know, two Avengers? Well, it's because, you know, this is a big part of her memory with her family, uh, spending this time together watching these sitcoms. Mm -hmm. And obviously they were watching a sitcom when that moment that changed their lives forever happened. So I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was phenomenally executed. Right. Um, so going back to the unsnapping, did you did you immediately know what was going on? I didn't. I thought that she might have been. So I thought that that she was taken to the hospital right after she got spat out right. of the of the hex. Yeah. Um. It wasn't until like you start seeing everything coming together. It's like, oh my god! It's it's the unsnapping. Um, and, and especially like hearing, you know, the, the tidbits, uh, you had, I think you had Nick Fury's voice and you had, I think you also had, um, Captain Marvel's voice, you know, in the background there. And mm -hmm. that was just, yeah, that was, that was crazy. Um, and then also just seeing the chaos of that moment, like people coming back, especially, you know, in such a already chaotic setting, like the hospital. And then um, that one guy, I think it was, he was a nurse or something. He was like, uh, I need to call my wife or something mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, oh, that's a great echo of, uh, of uh, you know, of like, I guess, um, of, of what Clint Hawkeye, you know, was, was kind of dealing with, right? So, um, like, just seeing that was, you know, again, something else you've always you pictured happening and, like, you really wanted them to explore. Mm -hmm. But it was so unexpected that they explored it here. I did not expect them to like get get to that moment um, ever in this show, you know. And and to to contrast it with with uh, with Spider Man, uh, Far From Home, where they they kind of you know they talk about it, right? And they explain uh, you know the age difference and all that, but it's kind of in a funny haha type of way, right? Yeah. This is <laughs> this is your your AV club broadcast type of deal, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but here you're you're kind of in the middle of it. I mean, you you're experiencing it as Monica is experiencing it, mm -hmm. which is great. All this, like you said, it's it's all very frenetic, and and everyone is is questioning what the hell is going on. Um, and it's a very smart scene also because we get a lot of information there. We we also we also learn um, that her mom died. She had cancer, and um, and we also see how people reacted in that moment. Because what we know of the unsnapping is w what I just told you in Spider Man and in Endgame, where we don't see anything. We don't see anybody come back where they are, right? We see butterflies right. in one moment. It's it's <laughs> it's it's not until it's not until we have the entire Avengers team come in that, that we see what's going on and who came back. Um so so I think and it's it's such a small 
contained scene, but it tells us so much information. I, I just think it's, it's, it was great. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. so, so in this episode, we're just thrown into this whole sword thing. And I'm, I'm going to have a beef here a, a little bit with the show. And it's that this is this is basically replacing I agree to Richard there should have been more Jimmy Woo. I mean it's it, uh, yeah yeah right. <laughs> right 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 no I'm kidding go on sorry no no I, I agree I, I, I would so watch that show absolutely oh, uh, man X-Files show with 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 uh, Rando Park yeah oh man that would be amazing and don't you think he's also grown with Darcy. don't you think his, he's grown as a character from what we've seen in Ant-Man yeah yeah, well, he—I mean—he knows magic now. Right. He's—he's <laughs> he's, going to be more powerful than Doctor Strange in, yeah. in the next few movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, he—he he uses the misdirection in this last episode to get that clip in the phone, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and also, did you catch the flourish when he he removed the handcuffs because he was handcuffed, right? And then yeah, when he removed it, he what, said flourish. What is that? Because he saw Vision do it in that previous episode oh, when he was oh, doing the magic tricks. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I didn't catch that on the first watch. I already watched it a second time, by the way. Okay. <laughs> uh, in preparation for this show. Um, and, uh, and and I was like, oh, that was so cool. Anyway. Well, that's, it's, Little it's, moments it's, it's like those, that, man. Yeah, I love it's it. those cool callbacks that if you miss them, fine. I mean, they're not they're not essential for the story. But if you get them, it makes the experience a lot better. Hundred um, percent. So my 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 little beef here is that I feel like Sword is basically Shield. It's mm-hmm. it's yep. Basically, I, the yeah. Same thing. I, I kind of felt that way it, too. It, um, it, there's nothing either visually or with their motto that tells me that it's a different agency. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's it's basically an agency that's uh, there to. I don't know, fight foreign threats. It's basically shield. Uh so that's that that was my my biggest beef with 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 the show in general. Um but I'm 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 glad that they didn't focus too much on that because one thing that I love about TV is when they focus on the characters and I think that this show did that by a mile. So um, yes, it was kind of bumpy for me, but it it, it didn't it didn't uh, detract from the rest of the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think what this show did so extremely well was you took two characters that maybe the you know the comic book fans would be would have been, was were more excited about. Um, I certainly when I when this show was announced, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. We're gonna have this show, but. This, you know, but this series, you know, getting spent six episodes with, with Wanda and Vision makes you like fall in love and care about these characters. Right. And it's going to come down the road, you know, later when, when we have Wanda inside of um, uh, a multiverse of madness, the next Doctor Strange movie, you're going to care about her and what happens to her mm-hmm. rather than, oh, you know, she's come along for the right, which kind of, it did feel like, feel like that a little bit, um, like before this, I will say that in Infinity War, the the scenes that I usually skipped over um, were the ones where you know she and 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 Vision were kind of sneaking off, and and you know it, it's nice when you see it the first time, but it's like all right, that, that's cool. But um, I know like that they were doing that to kind of establish the relationship so that the, the audience can like 
feel it, you know, mm-hmm. when when Vision was uh was was you know killed by Thanos. Well, first killed by her, and then killed by Thanos. God, they've been through so much. I know, anyway, right? I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, like, but now you have, I absolutely care about these characters, and I want to know, you know, like what happens to them next, right? Right, right. And I cried my eyes out in so many of these these tender moments too. So, um, so, so, like I said, this this episode kind of broke the whole structure of the show, and then from this point on, we started alternating between the sitcom and the actual MCU world. We were trying to figure out what was going on with Wanda. We see flashbacks of when they were trying to communicate with her through this. Uh, I, I think it's kind of hokey, but um, sure, whatever. They they were able to to communicate with her through the through the radio. Um, and I I was so glad to see Darcy in in this whole thing because I I like Kat Dennings, mm-hmm. but. Um, I don't know if it's that she hasn't gotten the best lines or script in her movies uh, in the MCU, but I wasn't a fan of Darcy per se. Uh, she, I mean, she, very few people were. I mean, like, she was just kind of this annoying assistant. Well, she always felt like, like a, yeah, like the sidekick that's supposed to be the comic relief, and they they right. they start giving her lines so that she would be funny. But it it just turns annoying, right? But in this in this show, I I I think she has great one-liners, and she's she's integral to how to how to figure this whole thing out. So I'm glad to see her. I'm glad they they were able to give her some some meat to chew on. Uh, yeah. In this show. Yeah, I hope they bring her back in uh, in. Uh, Secret Wars. I think they're probably going to do a little bit more sword stuff there. Um, and hoping Jimmy Woo comes back there too. Because, um, like I said, more Rando Park and more Cat Dennings is is uh, is always a plus. Is this the uh, is this the the Secret Invasion I've been hearing about? This Secret Invasion, Secret. My bad. It might have been Secret Invasion, not Secret War. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Keep going. It's Secret Invasion. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Secret Invasion. So yeah, that one's going to have a uh, Nick Fury. Um, yeah. and Talos, Ben Mendelsohn is, and, and more, more Sam Jackson is, is always going to be amazing. All right. All right. So that's, that's official. Is that, is that, is that in yeah, the works? It's on the slate. Okay. Yep. Okay. Sweet. They got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Any, anything, anything else from, from, from other episodes? I just talked about the, 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 the main thrust of the show, um, and the, that breaking episode that kind of. Uh, showed us what was actually going on. Is there anything else in any other episodes that you that you think uh, we should talk about? I want to talk about just how badly Paul Bettany trolled the entire fan base. <laughs> he was building up this whole big cameo from like this big actor, and uh, and it turned out to be himself. <laughs> As you do, yes. Bravo, Paul Bettany. Bravo. But um. But I, you know, honestly, I know that some folks didn't like, you know, how, I guess, anti-action that fight between the between Vision and the Vision was. But I absolutely loved it that it came down to a 
philosophical debate mm -hmm. that you know with the with the ship of theseus is this still the same ship if you replace every single plank on right. the ship right and um and him ultimately being able to convince him it's like with you know with with this philosophical debate uh which which i guess also calls back to age of ultron when you, you know when when vision was having that discussion with with ultron he was he was always about trying to convince people um and 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 seek out the the path of peace before having to you know before having to take action or take ultron's life in that case because he was trying to reason with him right and and it's cool to kind of see him be able to reason with with um with this white vision <clears throat> um and be able to kind of convince him that you are vision too mm -hmm. um what i still am extremely confused about i think this is one sticking point where i kind of wish there was a better resolution uh was after he convinced him he just flew off and nobody knew what the hell happened to him so you know i i guess that's to set him up for appearance down the road mm -hmm. but i would have liked a little bit more closure maybe um i don't know maybe that that you know the the vision that wanda created our the the, the wanda vision uh give her a heads up like hey he's back i give him his memories but I don't know, you probably want to go find him or something, but you know, I know that they wanted to focus on that family moment uh, and make us cry. <laughs> right. Uh, and and speaking speaking of that moment where uh, that you said he gave him his memories. I have read some debates as to what actually happened there. Mm -hmm. Um did Vision give him something? Did he transfer some power from the Infinity Stone? I read it as he just unlocked his mind, right? Because he said he he told the White Vision he said they're there, but they're hidden from you, right? Something yeah. like something along those lines. And when yeah. he touched them, he basically unlocked all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. I I think that's what happened. I think he just basically, you know, unblocked whatever wall that that sword had put up to kind of block those memories mm -hmm. from him um but the, yeah that's a good question though if any of that infinity stone mind stone essence kind of got into him at all i do want to talk about something specifically to to the episode where wanda is going through her life it's the uh yeah uh, but before before i do that i want to talk about the ads because oh my god the ads every every single ad was uh was was different it was usually with the same people right with the same yep. actors portraying different characters and each one of them had something to do with Wanda's trauma mm -hmm. right yep so you had you had the first one was uh, Tony Stark right yeah um the second one was the watch Hydra, right? Was it Hydra? Yeah. Hydra Watch? And then you had the soap, which was the Hydra soap. Yep. Um, what else? What else was there? You had the extremely disturbing one with the... It was the 90s era. Oh, with yeah, With the shark yeah. and the yogurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but, which, by the way, the, the name of that yogurt was Yo Magic, right? Yep. So... After watching this this final episode, I think I came to realize that this was Agatha all along as well. These ads, 
Um, oh, because yeah. I want your magic, right? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that what Agatha wanted in the end? Yeah. Um, and fun fact that ad was made by a Puerto Rican filmmaker. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's a he's an animator. Yeah, from Puerto that Rico. That's so cool. Yeah. So, that was that was that was probably the ad that stood out to me as the most disturbing to be honest because you had a kid trying to break open that yogurt he's starving <laughs> and he can't break it open and he just he just dies and turns into a skeleton which and is away which is what happens when agatha sucks your your energy right your yeah, magic yeah yeah exactly oh that's a that's that's one i didn't catch man that's awesome i'm gonna have to steal that one and, and post that on reddit <laughs> and get some karma. <laughs> i'm sure it's probably out there um i'm i'm not uh i'm not so much into uh conspiracy theories or anything like that but once in a while i come up with something uh, speaking of i mean i th- I think this show is one of those rare shows where it it, it feeds on this well I, I i don't know if it feeds because it's already made but like a show a show like lost was a, a mystery show and every little detail was scrutinized by, by everybody that yeah. was watching that show. And what was great about that show is it was week to week, right? Like this. I, even though we're streaming WandaVision, it's still week to week, right? Um, and people can go down rabbit holes of theories. I have a couple of friends who... Uh, they. <laughs> They went to such lengths to prove that Mephisto was behind all of this, <laughs> uh, which was was great. Uh, I, I'm not particularly a fan of this type of um, hypothesizing, uh, and and it's because I don't want to be spoiled, and they're they're working from previous knowledge from the comics, right? Right, right. As opposed to something like like Lost, or or Westworld, where the information that that you're getting is just from what you're watching, right? Right. Exactly. Even though it has yeah. references to some other thing, and that's where your theories start coming in. But your theories stem from what you're watching on screen, not from what you already know from the story, right? Yeah, I mean, we even talked about it in the pre, you know, in the last time we had this discussion about the first two episodes was, you know, we mentioned, I mentioned to you that, oh, Ag- you know, Agnes might not be who we think she is, right? And, and, uh, and, and yeah, it turns out she was Agatha Harkness. Right. And, and I only knew that because of the comics. But, um, you know, and I'm just imagining, oh, what it must have been like for someone who has no idea of what's going on in the comics and like, oh my God, she's a bad guy. Although I think there are hints that, you know, she may not be a good person the mm-hmm. good neighbor <laughs> that she thinks that she presents herself to be but uh and i and i think you're absolutely right you know i think a lot of people were really going crazy with the with the theories and everything and trying and, and they absolutely dissected wandavision or at least a, a portion of the fan base dissected wandavision like they did with lost mm-hmm. um and i think unfortunately i think a lot uh, you know reading like forums and online reactions even talking to some friends who are you know really in was really into this show they're like oh i'm a little disappointed that mephisto didn't show up 
or um or that you know marvel decided to troll us with having uh peter evan peters you know cast as quicksilver even though he turned out to be um there just for for yeah. um a dick joke it's, it's <laughs> his fun. name it's, is it, ralph it, boner <laughs> you know i i think they they dig their own holes by by absolutely yeah by doing I, this. I mean but at the same time, I, you know, I sympathize, right? Because you get so involved into it Look, and, and it is a form of investment. Right? It's fun. So. It's fun because you're engaging with the show. You're engaging yeah. with the community. Yeah. But there comes a point where you have to set all of this aside and just take the show for what it is. Right. Yeah. Um, I I absolutely love a, th- a theater. I, I, when I, when, when Lost was on, I, I thoroughly enjoyed all these different, theories that people came up with and I would go on forums. I wouldn't say anything, but I would read all the threads um, and they were super interesting, but I wasn't really invested in any of it because the show's the show. I mean, show's not going to do exactly what you're writing guys. They're doing their yeah. own thing. Um, if and, they did, it would be boring. Right. <laughs> and it's, and, and again, it's a, it's a fun exercise. It's, it's fun to, to have this this community so engaged with the show that it becomes uh, such a, a pop culture thing, right? We we lived through this, right? Yeah. Um. And and I'm 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 super happy that 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 we were able to to kind of join together uh, with with a show after all the crap that we've had these past few months, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a nice nice relief. Nice escape. I mean, I I felt like I think I mentioned this when I saw that Marvel logo play. I was just like, my God, we're getting almost there, getting back to normal. Even though I'm still stuck at home and watching <laughs> this show, it's like, okay, like a part of pre-COVID life is now back. Yeah, you know. Um, and honestly, as as much as I love Man the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, right, I am infinitely more invested in the Marvel cinematic universe. And I am with, with, with star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my love for star Wars has grown thanks to the Mandalorian, but like, I am that much more invested. Like if you had to make me choose like, okay, Disney, they, they, they're either going to stop making Marvel shows and keep doing Mandalorian and a bunch of star Wars shows, or they stop star Wars shows and, you know, continue doing Marvel shows. I would choose the Marvel shows. I'm sorry. That's just, <laughs> That's All just right. that's just my personal connection to this universe and the characters. Um, and honestly, I think it's just because because Marvel does it so damn well. They just they just they're just you know really masters at storytelling, kind of like what we were talking about, right? And and I think you know I will go back to say like even though I said all that about people disappointing themselves with these crazy theories, um, I, I was hoping obviously that Doctor Strange would show up in this episode. Because I think it made sense for him to show up. At the same time, I think it's also because Endgame and Thor Ragnarok in particular completely spoiled me in the sense of really having this expectation that any character can show up at any time, mm-hmm. right? Um, and also Infinity where I mean, yeah, Captain Marvel show up at the freaking end of it. And so, you know, it's one of those things where it's... it's um, it's like because they've they've done that, you kind of expect that. At the same time, I thought about it some more, and I actually do appreciate that Doctor Strange didn't show up, because it allows us to kind of focus in on the story that's you know at the core, like the Wanda and Vision, their family, 
um, and having to make this difficult decision. Because if, if Doctor Strange came and bailed out Wanda, you know, and fought off uh, uh, Agatha and was able to kind of save everything, well, number one, that is a cop-out. Number two, that is really not, I think we're kind of beyond the white man comes and saves the day type, yeah. <laughs> type of stories, right? Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's too too much deus ex machina. Um, yeah. Look, yeah. I, 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 I really, really appreciate that it doesn't specifically or overtly lead into Multiverse of Madness in the sense that you don't necessarily need to have seen the show to enjoy what's in store for us in that movie. I don't, I don't think so. You know, there's nothing super telling that I saw in the show that there's a callback to Dr. Strange. Um, there was, and there, there there's, was all, there's one, one in the, in the final stinger. There's yeah. a, there, there's, there's, yeah, but it's, it's just, it's just a hint of something that we've already seen Dr. Strange do. Right. And she's doing it. Right. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? There's also, I don't know if you caught it, but there was the musical cue. When? They were playing the Doctor Strange theme. If you go, go back and watch it. Go okay. back and watch okay. it. Okay, I will. As she's reading the Darkhold, and she, you know, she's doing the astral projection thing, which I think is what's going on there. Yeah, um, yeah you know, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you, they're playing the Doctor Strange theme in a different key, in a dark key. So it's a dark version. So okay. he... So his music showed up. He didn't show up, which I thought was good enough. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know, like they're going to go on. Um, but the thing is, you don't need Doctor Strange in the show because he, he is mentioned. They mention the Sorcerer Supreme, right? Yeah, he, she's strong. Yeah, she uh, Agatha said that he she's Wanda is stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. And there's the which is insane. There's the magic book. And then she does the astral projection. That's all we need. Okay, and the the cool thing is that this is a contained thing. If you just want to enjoy it as the show, that's fine. If eventually something that happened here will influence what happens in the movie, fine. But it's not necessary for you to watch this show, I think, for you to enjoy what's what's going to be coming. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that... I don't think it's necessary, like required viewing. I don't think they've made it that way, but I think it will be one of those things where people would recommend you watch it just right. because you'll have a better understanding of Wanda as a character since she, I think, is supposed to play a pretty, pretty pivotal role in there. So, what 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 do you think is the unifying theory for this show for WandaVision? I don't know if there's an overarching theme, but one thing that this show absolutely explored was depression, okay, and the different stages of it um and she even she even you know the, the episode where they did the flashbacks that was like her therapy going through that and i think that that led her to accept that this is not going to be something that can last forever she had to bring bring down the hex and let these people go i think that was a big part of her being able to accept that um but you know like i i this this is the piece of Marvel property that explores grief so extremely well. Like, um, I think one the line that obviously you know that will stick with me. I'm sure a ton of other people is that scene in that flashback, mm -hmm. you know, where Vision and Wanda were in the compound. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I want to go to. But keep going. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and he tells her, 
or he's trying to comfort her after, you know, this is right after Pietro had died. And then the line that he says is, what is grief but love persevering? Like, that's absolutely true, right? Like, you won't, you wouldn't grieve for somebody if you didn't, didn't have that relationship or that love with them. Mm -hmm. And the fact that their loss is impacting you in such a way, it means that their life um, meant something to you, that you love this person, right? And so, so I think that was, gosh, that's just one of the many gems that, you know, that Marvel has kind of produced and, and kind of going back to, you know, that, um, that YouTube clip, uh, video I, I sent you, I think a few weeks ago, you know, it's, it's, we're not just, it, it really isn't just superhero movies, right? Like these are, these are characters that are representing all these universal themes that every single person you know especially like in this in this series like if you've gone through that loss um and you know you absolutely feel in that moment right um so like i think if i had to highlight anything that this show did so extremely well would be exploring those themes of loss of love and uh, of perseverance because she is able to persevere in the end by have, by accepting what has happened, um, but at the same time, letting these mo these these events change her for the better, and elevating her to this next level of a character that we're going to see, and I think that's just that's just beautiful, and I think that was done beautifully. So, um, and that's why I I it's it's you know again I get people being disappointed because of the cameo, you know, lack of cameos that they expected or lack of certain characters they're expecting. But if you kind of missed that at the core of it, then I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's kind of a loss. Cause that means, you know, you, you didn't connect with this show in the way that it was set up so well to connect with the audience. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I also I, I think the show is basically a show about grief. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it shows you these different the different steps of grief. You know, you have the denial, anger, um, depression, bargaining. Yep. Um, and acceptance at the end. Yeah. And not not only with wanda but we also have it with monica as well she's going through a similar thing um yeah absolutely absolutely i i think i think that's another thing that was done so well too which um i'm glad you brought it up which is being able to kind of launch um monica as this as this character also that now we care about because we were kind of on this emotional journey with her mm -hmm. um and also kind of like I think I think that ending, um, that last scene with her uh, and Wanda, as Wanda, you know, was walking away from the house and leaving the leaving Westview for the last time, um, and her just telling her, "If I had your powers, I would do the same thing." That moment made the unsnapping moment, and seeing that, and seeing Monica go through, um, go through, you know, like. Un her discovering her mother is, has passed and, and the, the pain that she felt mm -hmm. like that was the payoff moment I felt because 
other than that, it would have been like something really cool to see and like helps to build her character. But like in terms of like the overall story, that moment allowed her to connect and be the only person in that in that given area that could sympathize with her. Because all the people behind her, they they they're looking at her with fear, with with hate because of all they put, you know, what they put her through, even though they felt her pain as well. Yeah. Right. So but they still hate her and have this animosity towards her for what she did. But like, you know, like, like, um, like Monica said, like, you know, I, I don't blame you, you know? Um, I think that was really great. Really, really great. And I hope there, and, and honestly, like Tiona Paris and, and, um, and Elizabeth Olsen, I, I think they need to do another movie together because they have such amazing chemistry. Like, I think, you know, either either make them lovers or make them like best friends or something like that. Like Netflix or somebody needs to jump on that. <laughs> well, wasn't Monica badass when she came out of the when she came into the hex? She did the superhero landing. Yeah, in that yeah. episode, it was that, so good. Eyes it, turned. Oh man! And the thing is, it's a it's a it's an origin story unfolding before our eyes in disguise, right? Uh, because we. We're watching one thing. We're watching WandaVision, but at the same time, we're watching Monica go through this entire uh, coming of age. You want to say mm-hmm. uh, where she uh, she she's discovering who she who she's becoming, right? Right, exactly. Um, and I, I'm really excited to see what's what's in store for her. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. That's just again what Marvel did so well and have been doing so well. You know, like going back to introducing Black Panther and Spider-Man in Civil War, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, sneaking these origin stories into these movies you wouldn't expect, yep. and then like you know, making you really start caring for these characters enough where they carry on their own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think it's it's a hell of a time to be alive man yeah. it's 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 great writing it's crazy. i just i just think it's it's great writing to have to, to sneak these things into a show where you're actually you're watching it right and, and you you know it's happening but you're not there for that and then it happens and you just take it as it is it's part of the show and now you're seeing how how monica got her powers it's just great it's great writing overall i think every single episode has fantastic writing especially that moment with vision on the bed uh, where where he says the grieving thing uh it's just one of those lines that will live forever i think <laughs> it's, oh absolutely so i take it you enjoy the show oh uh <laughs> it was all right it was all right <laughs> i really enjoyed the show I think it's it's uh it's it's one of those shows that will keep us talking for a long time. It did its own thing, its own narrative, its own weird way. I I would have loved if if they would have just kept some of those David Lynchian moments and never explained where they came from, but whatever, you can't get everything. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed when it, when we found out who that guy f- coming from the sewer was, but it's just it's it's I don't know. It's it's the writing, it's the acting, it's the way the show was made and and the way that it was delivered to us as well that we were able to enjoy it week to week. Um it's great. Great. Love the show. Yeah, I know people were kind of 
iffy about the week to week and then a lot of people who are kind of you know used to binging with the netflix shows and all mm -hmm. that i'm i i'm so glad it was week to week e even though at the sacrifice of my own sleep and whatnot but <laughs> it was just you know it, it, because again you have those you have the opportunity to watch it and you have a whole week to to you know talk with your friends and and make it this huge communal experience and and um and yeah i think it, week to week was the absolutely best medium for this all right jc Anything else you uh, you have for us? Anything else you want to talk about the show before we leave? If Marvel is able to pull off a show that uh, kind of pays homage to television and is able to 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 discuss something as serious and and as deep as depression and grief, um, uh, now I am of the belief that they can do anything. Um, <laughs> Not that I didn't believe it before, but I think it's another level where, like, they they could they could probably make a show with two characters talking the entire time, and people will probably watch it and dissect it and say, "Oh, that was a reference to Mephisto." Right. <laughs> Way to bring it all back, JC. Thank you so much. All right. Well, um, that's the end of the show, JC. Where can people find your work or you on social media? Yeah, so they can uh, follow me on Twitter, Jerry JC Chang. Um, uh, if you are on on Clubhouse, I'm also on Clubhouse, uh, JC Chang. Um, I do some talks here and there about uh, things related to Taiwanese uh, Taiwanese American culture. Uh, a lot of the work that what we do there is, uh, you know, we want to kind of marry progressive democratic politics uh, with these uh, with these Taiwan U.S. issues um, and also to um support uh taiwanese americans for for office so uh we're on facebook uh facebook.com slash taiwanese americans for progress it's also in my twitter profile all right right on and you can find us on twitter at media review pod uh, that's media r-e-v-u-e pod and you can send us an email with questions comments and suggestions to media review pod at gmail.com or you can leave a voicemail message by calling 407-603-5847. Please don't forget to subscribe to our feed and rate and review the pod with five beautiful stars. JC, thank you so much for coming back and for helping me navigate this whole craziness that is the MCU. And to our listeners out there, mask up. And, well, you know the drill. Thanks, Richard. This is so much fun, man. Yeah, thank Hopefully you. We'll get to you. do it again for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, yes, we'll we'll definitely be in touch for that. And to all of you out there, please don't forget to breathe and stay safe and be kind. Till next time, have a good one. Bye bye.